Before we start the show, we wanted to share our praise report. Yes, Jesus has been nominated for a GLAAD Media Award. This is the first time GLAAD has honored an outstanding podcast, and we are humbled and honored to be included in that list. This nomination means more people will be listening, so hello, new listeners. We are glad you're here. We pour our heart and soul into this podcast, and any help and support you can provide really makes a difference. If you are a GLAAD Media Award eligible voter, please consider Yes Jesus. And if you aren't, now's a great time to share the podcast with a friend. Thanks to GLAAD for nominating us, and thank you, our listeners, for making this pod into a family. Now, on to the show. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints. I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another Potting Red episode of Yas Jesus. I'm Daniel Franzese, and I'm here with my river runs through it, bestie. Oh, yes, this river, river runs strong. Azariah Southworth. Don't worry, Azik is here at Yas Jesus, we believe. Sometimes you gotta walk away from a bad situation, and sometimes you need to walk across a body of water. Or through it, God is gonna part your seas real good. And we're going to be talking about uh, a baked Bible story today about the parting of the Red Sea. But that'll be right after. Ooh, we got some stats and data out there for all you nerds. So whip out your calculators and your slide rulers. I didn't know where you were going with that. A report from the Trevor Project details just how religious LGBTQ youth are, and here are the numbers. Oh, God, I'm the nerd out there who loves this. Okay, 21% of LGBTQ plus youth reported that their faith or spiritual tradition was either important or very important to them. Older youth between the ages of 18 to 24 reported that their faith was important to them more than younger people. Youth who are less financially well-off reported higher rates of the importance of religion on their lives. A majority of LGBTQ youth who found importance in their religion live in the South. Native or indigenous queer youth reported the highest rates of religion being important or very important. Queer youth also said that they prayed, meditated, or privately reflected on their religion at least once a week, if not more frequently. Youth that said their religion was important or very important to them reported lower rates of depression than compared to those who said religion wasn't, 55% to 58%. Wow, that's interesting. Those numbers are different. That sort of goes to show that LGBTQ youth are more religious than we first believed. Mm -hmm. That comes to us from The Advocate. We'll have that uh, link to that report in our show notes. But as you know, one thing I thought was interesting, I wrote a musical, uh, the Chilean minor musical about the men who in in Chile were trapped in the mine. They all lived. Yes, yes, Um, I remember, yeah. Right. So when they all came out of the mine, Every single one of them had post-traumatic stress disorder, except for the priest. He's the only one who came out unscathed as far as like having any kind of like damage uh, psychologically afterwards. And I thought that that was such an interesting point mm-hmm. to show what an anchor God can be for you, even in the most dire situations. Yeah. So it, it's no surprise to me that that homeless youth are grasping onto their religious backgrounds and hoping and praying for faith, yeah. even when most of them that are homeless are kicked out of religious families, Yeah. Um, that they still maintain God. And we're here for you at Yash Jesus. That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. It's for anyone really, but truly like, um, it also serves as a lighthouse for people who feel like they 
have lost their way and can't find their way back to reconciliation of faith with their queerness because that's what it's all about here. Yeah, and I I, I, I firmly believe in you got to have faith in something. Have faith in the doorknob. I don't care, but have faith in something. Because Why is that's... man named George Michael said that? You got to have faith, faith, faith. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like you got to have faith in something because that's what pulls you through things. Um, so have faith in your family, have faith in your, your love and yourself and adore. Not, I don't care. Have faith in something. And that's going to pull you through. Well, you know, listen, if, you've, if you're here with us and you feel like God's been good in your life and God's done a great work, um, this is a great time to hallelujah. Uh, this is the praise report and prayer request segment of our show. If you also feel like you're a little lost and you need a little help, uh, you could also send us a prayer request and we will add it to our prayer list and our Yash Jesuits will pray along with you. Um, today we have a prayer request that comes to us from Cryptoria Web. The prayer request is that I find a better job and get closer to where I'm meant to be in life. Well, we will definitely pray that for you, Cryptoria. I tell you right now, one of the things that helped me find my way um, was finding a way to schedule some time of the week to live and to do and live an act of service. Uh, whatever that means to you, whether it's um, helping out an elderly neighbor with groceries or if it's something like um, a mission that Azzy and I have done with this Yes Jesus, you know, or whatever it is for you that is an act of service, find something that you can do that can be of service. You'd be so surprised how how uh, much easier it is in life to find a road when you're helping other people find their way. Um, even when you feel at your most uh, desolate and most left alone, trust me, God is there for you. So we were going to add that to our prayer request for you too, but we also have a praise report, Ozzy. Yeah. What are we hallelujah about this week? Well, our hallelujah today comes from Mason. And Mason says, I've been reflecting on the past year with all its ups and downs, and I wanted to share that I'm ending my year in such a happy place. Amen. Back in the spring, I quit my stable job for a random opportunity to work for a startup company in Boston. The pay was great, and it was in a field that I've never worked in before. I enjoyed that job, but it turned out that it was too good to be true. And by midsummer, I got laid off. I had some time to do a bit of soul-searching and ended up landing in an entry-level position in my dream career at a residential special education school. I love all the kids that I work with, and I can already see that this is what I want to dedicate my life to. I also want to thank God for my partner and for giving me the best relationship that I've ever had for the past year and a half. I'm so excited for our future together. Wow, you have so much to celebrate, Mason. God bless you and hallelujah. I'm yes. so happy for you. I want to remind you, though, and this isn't being a Debbie Downer at all, but you sound like you are in one of those glow-up spaces of your life where everything around you is going right. Write about this time in your life. Journal about it. Remember it. Because when you do get into another space, I mean— Cryptoria here is praying for what you have already received, Mason. Mm. So this is a good lesson to Cryptoria, like to see that there is this in their future. And so I want you to remember that if you ever get into the place where Cryptoria is now, where um, uh, tr where, where they're a little lost in life, um, remember the time when everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. It will get back there again. Mm -hmm. This is something that you can get back to. You know, we life is all ebbs and flows. It's ups and downs. And, you know, I'm so happy and we want to rejoice that you're on up right now. But try to remember and bottle this emotion and remember the gratitude that you have right now for God. Because when life will get low again, and it will, when th that thing that happens at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday that blindsides you that you never saw coming. Yep. Just remember the feeling of the faith of being in this place of like everything right now is harmonious 
genius because, um, you know, it's time to celebrate that when we do celebrate yes. that. So God bless you, Mason. We rejoice with you. And Cryptoria, this is what's in. We are praying for you, Cryptoria, <laughs> that you get to this space. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to give you a little bit of soul food right after this uh, break with the scripture of the day. This is Georges from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14. And yes, Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, work. As it's time for the scripture of the day, oh, scripture of the day, the scripture of the day, it's Azzy and everyone's soul food. That's right. It's scripture of the day, Azzy. It's your soul food moment. Let us know it. Comes to us from Exodus 15, verse 1. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. Hosanna, Hosanna. <laughs> Friends, it's been a while since we did a baked Bible story, and we are feeling the need to light up, get up some smoky smokes and jazz cigarettes, and talk to y'all about some water. Well, I'm going to do sublingual strips. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but yes. It's time for the baked Bible story. Cue that music. Big Bible story. Today, we're going to turn to Exodus to tell the story of the parting of the Red Sea. Someday, when we open our biblical porn company, <laughs> it will happen. We will include the line, I'm going to part you like Moses parted the Red Sea. Petrie. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Exodus is a pretty long epic book, and it's all part of a five-book series. So when we do our biblical porn production company, we're going to have to <laughs> create not just a trilogy, but what do you call it? A fiveology? Fiveology. Give me that five. From Exodus Studios. <laughs> <laughs> well, Exodus starts with the Israelites in Egypt, right? Mm -hmm. Why were they there? Why? I'll tell you why. Joseph... That genderqueer gender little dreamer. <laughs> and his Ketanet Passim. And their Ketanet Passim was part of Pharaoh's high court. He had the trust of the Pharaoh who said that Joseph and their entire family could live in Egypt. Now, we've done another big Bible story on gender career, Joseph. One of my absolute favorites mm -hmm. that we've done in the whole entire experience of Yash Jesus. Go back and listen to that if this intrigues you at all. But as all of 12 of Joseph's brothers came with their entire families, but then generations later, the new pharaoh of Egypt turned on the Egyptians mm -hmm. and they were no longer guests but slaves. The freaking deacon Ross Murray was in Egypt this past year, and every time he asked who built the pyramids? The answer was volunteers who were well, very well paid in food. I've done a few of those acting jobs. It was aliens. Jobs. We know it. <laughs> I've done a few of those acting jobs. Exposure. <laughs> <Right>. Would you <laughs> like to build some pyramids for exposure and clout? Um, by the way, if you're ever doing anything and you're not paying anyone and you are providing lunch, don't make it pizza. I, it's just like a film secret. If you make a pizza, people get depressed. Mm. Always making anything else. It could be like burritos. It could be like Subway. It doesn't even matter. Just not pizza. I don't know why that is. I guess it just makes people lethargic. But listen. <laughs> Pro tip. It, was time, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't about the pizza, but it was time for the Israelites to get out of Egypt. And we're going to skip over Moses and the plagues, but I promise you we'll do a few episodes on that later. We just want to fast forward right now, just a little bit of like a... To Exodus chapter <laughs> 14. 
The Israelites are fleeing Egypt after the last of the plagues devastated the Egyptians. This is a cool little detail that will be important later. Foreshadowing. Yes. So let's get into it. Exodus chapter 13, 21 through 22. The Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light so that they may travel by day and by night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. See, God doesn't only have one pillar. God has two pillars. Mm -hmm. One is cloudy and one is fire. Which pillar would you rather lead you? Clouds or fire? I'll take fire. Egypt is the the desert. So in the nighttime, it gets cold. I'm going to take fire. Yeah, I'm down with fire. Yeah. Well, Pharaoh initially let them go willingly, but then he changed his mind. In Exodus Mm -hmm. 14, verse 5 through 7, when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the minds of Pharaoh and his officials were changed towards the people. And they said, what have we done? Letting Israel leave our service. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 elite chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. So the people are just wandering along and then they see an army coming after them. And guess how the people react to this news? They started bitching about it. Okay. Exodus fourteen eleven through 12. Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the very thing we told you in Egypt? Let us alone so that we can serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. So the people were freed from slavery and forced labor, but then they start complaining. Hey, I mean, if you're going out into the wilderness and you see nothing... When you once had something, I can Mm. kind of understand, you know, like it might not have been the best of something, but it was better than nothing out here in the dry desert. Right. It's like you brought us here for what? Yeah. Yeah, To be killed? Like what's going on? Yeah. But you'll see a lot of complaining from the community at every development and inconvenience. Yeah. This is still true today. We have it so good, but we often like to complain about what we see as going wrong in our lives. We aren't that different from the Israelites. No, all of you that are complaining about the real friends of WeHo, you're just like the, <laughs> you're just like the Israelites right now. So, you know, it's like we have a block of gay programming on MTV. We should be happy, but no. But, but they took away some of our drag race. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Okay, this is, listen, Look. real quick, just real quick. <laughs> side note: the Snatch Game episode, I was very disappointed with because I wanted to see the development of the characters, the reason mm-hmm. why they. But you know. That's a whole nother episode, probably. That's a whole nother episode. Get in our DMs. Okay. We'll talk about it. We'll gossip <laughs> but about the ki- it. But the community will complain at every development yes, and inconvenience. That's true. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that is just that is just what it do. That's what it does. Okay. <laughs> so here's one of the magic moments uh, that you remember that pillar of cloud and fire from before, okay? So it went from being a leading guide to being a defense. Mm. In Exodus 14, 19 to 20, the angel of God who was going before the Israelite army moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and took its place behind them. It became the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. So the cloud was there in the darkness and it lit up the night and it did not come near the other all night long. That pillar said, bitches are coming for you. I got your back. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> One of the questions that we'll need to ask when we start our biblical porn studio is whether you'd rather take a pillar in your front or in your back. That'll be on the application. <laughs> right. Um, the pillar provided a blockade, which is where the magic moment happened. So Moses stretched out his hand over the Red Sea. Now, this used to fascinate me as a kid. As mm-hmm, like, insane. whenever I go to an aquarium and there'd be like an aquarium on both sides, I used to be like, I'm going through the Red Sea. Like, so like, I'm so, literally walking through the I'm Red Sea right now. Walking through the Red Sea. I am living uh, in biblical times. So this is where it happens. Okay, Moses stretches arm and his hand over out over the Red Sea, and a strong wind, an east wind. The Bible makes sure to say blew all night long. That's right. It blew all night long. When was the last time you experienced a blow all night long, Ezzy? <laughs> When's the last night I haven't? <laughs> That's another line for our biblical porn studio. Write that down. So here's how Exodus 14, 21, 22 writes it. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land. The waters were divided. The Israelites went into sea on the dry ground, and the water's forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. That's the thing, the wall of water. Like, fascinating to me. Has always made me be like, wait a minute. Like, when they used to draw it in, like, children's Bibles or, like, when we'd color it in a coloring book, it always was my favorite thing to color in. Mm -hmm. Like, all the fish and the sharks and the whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, like living. I mean, and then I used to always think, look at, what about all the stuff they would find on the sea ground Uh that was now exposed? Like, would there be, like, seashells and gold and who knows what was there? I just, how cool would it have been to walk between those two walls of water? I mean, like, those, like you said, like the aquariums, the tunnel you walk through. But yeah. like, can you imagine, like, it's, it's, it, it would, visually, it would look like that. But then you also, in this biblical moment, you would have the sound of the wind and the sound of the water, you know, and like the fish at the wall, like staring at you, like, what the fuck? <laughs> but dude like i don't even know like something else at this like point in time that even has the ability to make us see that point of view of the sea like we can go to an aquarium we're talking about what it might look like to look through the sea but imagine two walls of water and you're able to look through them would be such a, a unique perspective of that mm-hmm. time like that you couldn't get anywhere else it's just so weird to me like you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. like this is one of those ones that I go, really? You know, it's like... <laughs> like well, you know, they, but... <laughs> they, ha- they have found um, uh, wheels, chariot wheels, at the bottom of the Red Sea. Wow. So, oh, I, like, there's, there's, like, archaeological evidence for evidence. this. That's the stuff I love, like, when we watch the naked archaeologists, when there's archaeologists, yeah. the archaeological evidence to back up some of this stuff. Like, yeah. can you imagine how confused the fish might have, might have been? They're just swimming <laughs> along, and then they're like, oh, hi, air. <laughs> you know, I think God should have done, like, another trick, you know, like, okay, you guys are going to need some food and just, like, let a bunch of fish, like, fall out of the water, you know, so they had food, too. I think that would have been he did. I Maybe don't know. he did. That's we weren't so, there. We don't we know. We don't know. You weren't there. You don't know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> It's so crazy. Do you think they like swam out of the water? Do you think they like? Do you think they at all like? I think so. Yeah, I think it hit a few few people in the face that needed to get hit in the face too. But there's no interior barrier. Oh barrier. God! <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird to me. Like I, I don't know. I, I I feel like there was an interior barrier when I when I envisioned it. You I think so? Like, like the an, fish like, like did aquarium. not come out of the water at all as they're walking through. All I could think about is the Brooklyn Seaquarium and being a kid and walking through that thing and being like, wow. Yeah. 
you know, this is what it is. Yeah. Can you imagine how confused the fish must have been? That must have been just so weird. Okay. So then the pillar of cloud fire that had been keeping the Egyptian army back went away. And the whole army went into the sea. And remember that the Israelites were probably just people walking and carrying their stuff. The Egyptian army was well equipped. Ooh, another line for our biblical porn studio that is one well-equipped Egyptian army. <laughs> I'm into it. Here's Exodus 14.23. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them. All of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and chariot drivers. Oh, but then God intervened again. So not Exodus. Not today, Pharaoh. Not today, Pharaoh. Okay. Exodus 14, 24 to 25. At the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and cloud looked down on the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian army into a panic. He clogged their chariot wheels so that they turned with difficulty. Kind of like the shopping cart when you get the bad shopping cart. <laughs> right. The Egyptians said, let us flee from the Israelites, for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. So the Egyptian army started to fear this little ragtag bunch of Israelites because they knew God was on Israel's side. Why don't I ever get the good cart when I start? You know, look, <laughs> but it's not enough. You know, this is really the violent part of the story. This is where it gets violent. So Exodus 14, 26 to 28. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and their chariot drivers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And then at dawn, the sea returned to its normal depth. As the Egyptians fled before it, the Lord tossed the Egyptians into the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea, not one of them remained. God let Pharaoh know what's up. So even those yeah. Egyptians who got out of the Red Sea got thrown back in? Wow. How did God toss them back in? Like a person throwing or were they just <laughs> levitated? Or did all of a sudden like the, the, they were climbing out and it got slippery and they felt whatever happened? Or maybe like part of the ocean washed up and grabbed them? I don't know, but I would. Like in the, uh, what's the Disney movie uh, in Hawaii where the ocean water? Moana. Moana, thank you. <laughs> the ocean water comes up and grabs them. <laughs> just grabs them. You know, I think that, um, I, you know, we, we always see these like big... Um, expensive big budget uh like end of the world movies i would love to see a big budget the movie last on of this. us you know what i mean like they did it back in the day like uh hollywood hollywood was really going out of business mm -hmm. for a while when tv yeah. was invented they all the biblical stories yeah, are the ones that, that saved kind of hollywood, hollywood out. yeah it saved yeah. hollywood and i think now that we're getting into the streaming space and everything else it might be interesting to see some big blockbuster biblical pictures absolutely hmm. Well, the plot thickens, okay? It quickly returns to uh, the Israelites in Exodus 14, uh, 29 through 31. But the Israelites walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great work that the Lord did against the Egyptians. So people feared the Lord and believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. I mean, after that, I would too. I mean, would you have any doubt? I mean... <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, if Joseph... The genderqueer person wasn't enough evidence the first time of God's the wild know. stuff that'd be going on in the Bible. <laughs> now this. I mean, you can't, you just can't deny it. Well, now this, <laughs> now this. Well, and after that entire traumatic and violent scene, what did the Israelites do? Well, just like the queers, the Israelites ended the scene with a musical number. Or two. <laughs> That's right. 
The whole next chapter of Exodus is the songs that Moses, his sister-in-law, Miriam, and others made up. I love that we go out on a dance party. <laughs> like, like that, I wish I every every <laughs> big Bible story like just ended on. I honestly, I picture like a "Park the Sea" song by the Black Eyed Peas. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Seppo, write it. Let's drown them up. You know, just like something that's just like really easy. I don't know. I like that. That's uh, good. Tonight's going to be a dry night. I don't know. Um, well, <laughs> they have a big old dance party. I think that's cool. Listen, for your tithe, love, offering, charity, act of good this week. At the top of the show, we talked about the stats of religious faith for LGBTQ youth. That data came from the Trevor Project. They share data, but they also provide a life-saving service, a self-harm prevention helpline and text line and website. They want to make sure that LGBTQ youth know someone always cares and they are valid. They are the place that you can call when you feel like you are at the end of your rope. So give them a donation if you're able, or better yet, sign up to be a volunteer on their crisis hotline. But know this, uh, volunteer job is not for the faint of heart. Uh, So you are in an important position and you need to take it seriously. Um, So whatever you can do, uh, help out the Trevor Project. They're doing the Lord's work out here. Okay. Hey, I have a question for you, Ezzy. You say yeah. da- you say you say data. <laughs> Maybe you say data. I say Maybe. data. Do you say gala or gala? Gala. Oh, I say gala too. Okay. Uh, you know, although it seems like gala sounds more gay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the Trevor Live is a great uh, gala. Oh, let's go <laughs> like to the. Also, sorry, I just that was aside, but I just wanted let's to really, go to the gala gala. I'm, I'm, it's very interesting you say data because I say data and I, I think we're both right, right? Tomato, tomato. Yeah, I think so. Listen, you could tell us, you guys, we may have followers, but if your followers are not actively engaging with you, data, data, and learning from each other and vibing regularly, you don't have a community or a gala or a gala. So please reach out to us. We want to know who you are and we want to feel your presence. And listen, the Israelites ended the story of the parting with the Red Sea with a song. So we thought we'd also end with a song. We want to spread the love to other queer Christian music and artists. If you're a queer Christian musician and you want us to play one of your songs, send us an email to contact at yasjesuspod.com with a link where we can find an MP3 file for the song that you want us to consider. Today, we're going to play a song submitted by Shanti. Admittedly, the song is about a cult, but we're going to share with you anyways because it's still a bop. All right, and now we're going to come to the part of our closing prayer. We're going to start with our first cheeky little segment that we love so much. We're back with more drag queen prayers. With everything that's going on in the world with drag queens, we thought it would be great to have drag queens give us a few of their prayers. Now, I got to represent Yash Jesus at RuPaul's DragCon UK in London, and I captured some more holy prayers from the mouths of divine drag queens. Today, we're starting our prayers with a fan favorite, a prayer offering by Georges. Oh, my God. Honestly, I pray that the LGBTQ community finally have safety and clubs because, like, what's going on this past year in 2012 with gun violence and all this stuff, like, it's been crazy. And I hope that shit gets cut out in 2023. Honestly, yes. Yes. No, absolutely. I feel like all of us should be safe no matter where we go and where we're at. We're just having a good time and we just want to get lit and have fun. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yeah, she's so great. And a, pr- a prayer 
Then she goes, yeah. Like you can just see her energy. <laughs> like um, it's so visual to me, um, even though we're listening to audio. But thank you, George, just for sharing that. I think that's so true. That's the reason we – one of the reasons we, that the podcast came about was from the Pulse shooting. We didn't – I couldn't find a prayer online for the LGBTQIA community. And now, look, we have one not only from drag queens but from us every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you, George, just for that reminder of how the importance of safe spaces, the importance of queer community, just being able to be yourself and get lit and have a good time and – and, and have fun, and we thank you for that. Um, safety is a miracle. And God, we want to thank you right now for all of the miracles in our life, uh, especially the miracle of getting the heck out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. You led the Israelites right through the sea, and you could lead us out of toxic areas of our life. We want to pray right now for all of the LGBTQ youth of faith who keep their faith strong in spite of opposition and harassment, sometimes from their own families. Strengthen the youth to be our leaders, and just like Moses, lead us back into a place of harmony. And we pray with Cryptoria Web that they find a job that fulfills them, meets their financial needs, and propels them into a better life. And I'll even pray the prayer that my dad used to pray every day. May your needs be met, may you be free from debt, and have plenty more to put in store, Cryptoria Web. We also pray with Mason, who has been through their own journey. It's filled with ups and downs, setbacks, and joys. Continue to help and guide Mason in whatever comes next. So we give you thanks and we give you praise for all of this in your holy and blessed name. Amen. Yes. Thank you so much, Azzy. Thank you, Georges. And thank you all of you for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Now, if you like the show, please make a donation through our Bias a Coffee button. It's right on our webpage. You can also consider becoming a monthly sponsor. You can find the link to do both of those things in our show notes. And if you haven't yet, please take a chance to give us a review or share us with a friend. Doing so helps us reach so many new people and keep this show running. This glad award nominated show running that's right honey you can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website yesjesuspod.com we would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show so drop us a line and send us a recording on yesjesuspod.com stop acting like you don't know what to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah you went brand new send us your praise reports your prayer requests episode ideas guest ideas or even just a i want to part you like the red sea georgia says yes (laughs) Uh, we'd love to hear from you Yash Jesus is hosted by me, the Gorjusi Danny Francesi, and... And departed Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray and Meredith Pauly. We are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And whether you are trapped in this situation or you're free from it, no matter your status... God loves you just as you are. That's right. Yas. Keep praising the Lord, y'all. Yas. If you don't like where you live, I'll give you a better place. Because when I get through some of you folk are never going to come back.
a better place. And if you don't like where you live, I'll give you a better place. And if you don't like where you live, I'll give you a better place. ones work with me i say i want the food at a certain time i want them to have enough i want to see that this one's got rest b witna here i went down to her personally to see her that she was moved from the other church over here and everything worked out i look after my own not one of mine that is hungry tonight not one of mine that doesn't have a place to rest tonight and if you don't like where you live i'll give you a better place That's what I'll tell you. I'll give you a better place. I will look after my own. You say, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to narrow down so I figure out who my own are. Because when I get through, some of you folk are never going to come back and see me again. I won't have to worry about you.